Hello and welcome to our second Access Chat of 2022. Uh, I'm delighted we're joined by Dr. Melissa Sassi today, who I've been following on, on social media for years, but this has been the first time that we've actually ever talked. Uh, so glad to make it happen. Um, you work with IBM, but I've seen you doing loads of stuff over many years with Microsoft and doing tech for good. Tell us what you're doing now. Oh, gosh, that's such an open-ended question. Where do I start? Um, I'll try to make this uh, succinct because I think for, for anyone who knows me, I, I'm quite an onion and I, I work on a lot of different things, but I'll try to be as succinct as possible. Um, so within the world of, uh, of IBM, I uh, run a, um, I'm the founder and um, I, I created this startup accelerator called IBM HyperProtect Accelerator. Um, it's all about data protection, privacy, and security, where I work with 100 startups um, to help them build, scale, and, and thrive. Uh, it's a global program. Um, one of the things that I'm uh, most proud of, um, not only you know when it comes to making um, you know data protection, privacy, and security, you know first and foremost, you know in these companies' strategies. But it's also the um, diversity that has been, um, you know, brought to the table through our cohorts. Um, more than 50% of our startups have at least one uh, female founder. Um, more than 34% of our startups have at least one black founder. Uh, 14 or so percent on the Latinx side, 14% or so on the um, uh, Asian X side. I haven't gotten to the point of looking at, you know, other diversity elements, whether that's um, you know, accessibility or disabilities, whether that's looking at, you know, veterans, but, um, you know, uh, onward and upward. Um, in addition to um, running that program, I also um, am very passionate about student uh, enablement. Um, I uh, have played many roles over the last uh, three years within IBM, but the main function is how do I um, really encourage um, more women and girls, more people um, with accessibility needs to come into um, tech, to stay into tech, whether that's, you know, becoming an engineer, whether that's learning to code, um, you know, becoming a data scientist. And I don't always mean doing that through formal means, meaning going out and, you know, studying computer science in um, in university or community college. Um, those are a couple of the roles that I play within uh, IBM, amongst many others that involve, you know, judging hackathons like um, or coding competitions like Call for Code. But I'm also the CEO and founder of a youth-led nonprofit called Mentor Nations. Uh, we have a co-working space, robotics lab, and IoT lab in Tunis, Tunisia. So North Africa, sandwiched in between Algeria and Libya. We've taught tens of thousands of young people to code in uh, in 12 countries. I uh, am also the chair of the IEEE Digital Skills and Readiness Working Group, where we created the first world standard for what it means to be uh, digitally literate, uh, which is highly connected to my PhD research, um, which is all around the um, digital inclusion of underserved and underrepresented communities and the tie that access skills and utilization play to create outcomes such as economic empowerment, you know, good education, healthcare and well-being, all of that kind of fun stuff. Fantastic. And um, gosh, yes, you mm -hmm. definitely are an onion, but you've not made me cry yet. So... <laughs> 
So, so I think there's a a lot to talk about there that gets me excited. We've we've been working in in Africa. We we just did an innovation and in access to education competition with the German Overseas Development Corporation, um, and and are going to continue that work. And uh, we also uh, contributed by to to sort of knowledge and skills through creating a national access uh, national apprenticeship standard for accessibility. So, so uh, applaud the work that you're doing because I think it's really, really important. Um, so, I, I, I'm interested that, that you're not for profit stuff. Uh, is that open to all organizations to work with if you're teaching people to code? Because, I mean, I, there's a, a number of organizations that may well be interested. In that front, and and by yeah. way, are you teaching them accessibility skills, and is that something that we could look at? Yeah, I would say that I think there is always room to grow when it when we come when we talk about accessibility. Um, you know, my my uh, my uh, chief technology officer from that, but I also what I didn't mention is I am creating a new. Um, a new startup, um, and my my platform launches in um, uh, with the MVP in February, where we are taking um, what I call the skills necessary for the future of work and putting it into a kind of it's got a freemium model. There's a bunch of different things that we're thinking about for people in like low bandwidth, low you know internet connectivity um, uh, uh, locations. Um, where it has three main components. The first component is digital skills and readiness, which I believe accessibility is a, a big piece of that. And we could always beef up that content and even create a special module on um, you know, accessibility. Um, so first thing is digital skills and readiness. Second thing is what we call habitudes, so habits and attitudes, which is a fancy way of saying uh, soft skills or professional development skills. And then the third piece is entrepreneurial thinking. Imagine each of these three competencies for the version, you know, for version one that's going to launch this year, um, we'll have eight journeys underneath them. So eight journeys here, eight journeys there, eight journeys there, total of 24 journeys. And imagine each of these journeys, you have a 20 minute video, a 30 second video, a um, uh, uh, a two minute video, you have transcripts from the video. Um, you also have um, a live stream with a chat for anyone who would like to be part of that. It comes with an, a set of activity kits. So teacher activity kits. All of the stuff is downloadable. Um, there's a game that comes along with it. Um, there's a quiz. There is a poll if you attend the live piece of it. And if you do all of these things for each of those 24 buckets, if you will, you get a badge, you get a certificate. Um, we're creating a community, a mentorship forum. Um, I'm not going to share what the name of it is yet because I'm not going to formally, you know, talk about the name until it launches. But um, I've got uh, some meetings uh, coming up next month to um, talk about my my seed raise. And I'm hoping that by the end of February, I can announce that we've, um, you know, completed our seed fund raise. Wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. I, I, Thank you. Um, I love hearing um, corporate, you know, corporate re representatives 
talk about the good work that you're doing. And I love that just as we, before we went on camera, we started talking about what you'd been doing. And then uh, Antonio and Neil started talking about what um, Atos is doing. And then Neil, uh, I mean, Antonio um, shared a link of what you're doing to really encourage digital transformation together. And I think it gives us a lot of hope, our community, a lot of hope that the corporate brands through the leadership of individuals are purposely trying to include us. And I love the work that you're doing with the students and the comment that Neil just made very quickly. I wanted to stop and make sure that you heard what he said, because ATOS has shown such leadership that they've created this apprentice program to teach people to be accessibility you know, to, to be accessibility experts. And we desperately need that. And one thing that we need as society, we believe is that what you're doing, Melissa, we need to make sure our data is private and secure, and we need security and privacy and all that. But we also need accessibility. We as human beings need true access to the technology and the reality we're not, we are not getting it. And so we're getting it some ways. And so I get really hopeful. I have an idea together. Okay, good. Good. I love it that you're working. Yeah, I got it. I got an idea. But I'll say one more thing before your idea. One thing that I, yeah, one thing that I, I don't know how to solve. I think things like access chat help us solve it, but I wish that y'all had known about each other before. Because taking the apprentice program and putting that into what you're doing. And um, so sometimes it's very hard, I think, for our community to know what's really happening or any community. So because you're doing good yeah. work, no ATOS is. So anyway, over to you. Yeah, what I was going to say is, and, and sorry for like just blurting out, I have an idea. That's my neurodiversity, um, you know, uh, brain that's saying, I forgot that anything else is happening and I need to just blurt it out or I'm going to forget. Um, <laughs> uh, as you know me more, you know, uh, or others who don't know me, they, they, they recognize that, uh, you know, it's my blessing and my curse. Uh, that said, um, the, I, the two ideas that I do have in there, actually, I think I have three ideas. You know, one idea is, you know, I, I run my startup accelerator at IBM where I have, you know, uh, invited 100 startups to, to join the program. I will say not all of them are as active as others. Um, and we run them in classes and some of the classes have been completed by now. But one of the things that I would love to do is if there is, you know, a talk or materials or something like that, that I could incorporate into our regular programming. Um, these are, you know, startups on the forefront of, you know, creating um, solutions, applications and platforms that are in health tech, fintech, insure tech, music tech, ed tech all over the place. And, you know, one of the things that we could do is we could do like a mini, I hate to say a mini one hour mastermind, if one can say that, um, you know, and I know that accessibility can't be taught in an hour. Um, however, you know, there may be some things that we could do to invite you to join our um, startup accelerator when it comes to, you know, coming in and leading a talk to say, here's where you can find materials. Here are the 10 things 
or whatever the number is that you should think about. And here's how you can go off and, you know, um, make sure that your developers, your leadership team, you know, can be the right allies, advocates, and experts when it comes to making sure that we are enabling the, you know, others um, to have access to the tools and solutions that are necessary to, um, you know, advance society. So that's idea number one. Idea number two is um, this uh, platform that I'm building. Um, I'd be very open to creating a module on accessibility. Um, you know, what would be required of that is we need to have a 20 minute video, a five, uh, a three minute video, a 20 minute video, and then we could create a, a teacher activity kit. We could create um, the, a poll, a quiz, and a badge that would enable, um, you know, young people you know, granted, they're not going to become experts after doing this little journey, but they'll they'll have put their foot in the in the water, if you will, and you know, giving them at least some necessary nuggets to um, be quote unquote, you know, dangerous in a good way. And then right. the last you thing I was thinking about is, um, Melissa, you know, we, just even letting them know if you if we just you're introducing them that's to the right. It's important. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. That's right. That, that's exactly right. I think there's significant power in that, whether they come out as an expert or, you know, that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's making sure that people are aware, people consider things when they're building mobile applications or any kind of technical solution, you know, just like we talk about ethics and AI, you know, and understanding, you know, what are the ramifications of what you're building? So um, on my, for my nonprofit, I'd be happy to connect you in with our country manager um, so that, um, you know, they are, you know, maybe they've got some tools and tricks that you can enable them with. Um, so I kind of see it as a one-to-many model. You train, you know, blah, blah, and blah, and then those blah, blah, and blah people go out and train the world. Okay. I know Antonio's got a comment, but whilst you're talking about this, both Atos and IBM are members of the Make IT Alliance, uh, which is run by the German Overseas Development Corporation, the Ministry for Overseas Cooperation and Development. Um, their development corporation is called GIZ. So you um, and we were we were working with them. On oh, it's called GIZ. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And yeah, big red G I Z mug. Careful uh -huh. to say that. Um, but with G I Z, we've already um, we're making a module which will be open sourced for accessibility, focused on Africa. So you should be able to just take that. So you can just give that. Yeah, that would be great. Um, and if it's, you know, I'd be happy to incorporate that into our platform. I'll talk to my CTO, who happens to be my roommate. I'll talk to my CTO today. But yeah, so so it's it, it's 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 work in progress. But but yeah, the the the, the agreement we had with GIZ is that, that this is for everyone, right? And and the same with the apprenticeship standard. That's open source as well. So. Um, because there's enough work out there for everyone. We just don't have enough skills. So, so what we what we desperately need is skills. Um, Antonio, I've, I've stolen your thunder. Yeah. No, my point is that the, the, the important of that is initially is that in making sure that startups uh, are aware of accessibility and and how that can impact 
the development of their code because sometimes on early phase they, they can go into a route and then you know rewriting things can become really expensive make them accessible so it's important That's that exactly right it should be part of the preliminary yeah. strategy yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be part of things from the very yeah. beginning yeah 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 uh, and then uh, the other end is also about the uh, is also about marketing and customer experience because in, in the end those who are going to use the platform, accessibility will also reflect and how, how easy the tool, uh, the solution is going to be easy to use. So even if you're talking about accessibility, all customers are going to benefit from the experience that is going to be generated at the end of it. Uh, and, 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 that, and that's particularly important because sometimes people see uh, accessibility as a very technical component and they don't see how this can be reflected later on in marketing and sales because people don't see that accessibility as in, in that area. And I feel that this is something really, really important. No, of course, depending on the market that you are, but I think it's it's very relevant on on that on that aspect. So um, I, I following that and leaving that a little bit behind. Um, you were talking about education and, and digital skills. Um, if we go online today, we will see all sorts of offerings, uh, all sorts of solutions saying, no, do this and you'll be prepared for the future. No, do that and you, and in, in order to address your skills that you need to get into a job. So if you are someone, you know, a parent or someone uh, trying to go into the workforce, it can be really confusing for you to see, you know, where should I go? Okay, so what I would like for me is uh, based on your experience, uh, the fact that you have the chance to talk with people from different regions of the world, not just uh, in in one niche or one country. What are the things that are important for young people to reflect when making choices on education today? Yeah, so I think a couple of different things. I think that, um, you know, first and foremost, um, you know, no matter who you are, uh, no matter where you are, um, no matter what you, you know, what um, field of study, you know, you're going to follow. I think it's uh, extremely critical that, you know, especially every, you know, whether you're young or old, whatever those definitions mean, um, you've got to have digital skills. And, you know, I, um, I know that, you know, a lot of people define digital skills as, you know, different, you know, they define it differently. Um, and I'm, I'm looking away because I actually have a, a presentation that is up in front of me right now that I was talking about with someone yesterday. And, you know, I kind of look at digital skills in this, um, you know, eight bucket category. And that means, um, you know, you've, you've got to understand and, and I look at it this kind of like gamut of, of skills, right? And then I also look at it as, you know, imagine you've got a wheel of competencies and imagine across this wheel of competencies, you're dialing certain skills up and down depending upon whether you're a, a consumer, a creator, maker, and doer, or an influencer or educator, all right? And so I look at it across this eight skill set spectrum, which, by the way, I didn't create this framework. It was it came from the DQ Institute out of Singapore. Again, same thing that was endorsed by the IEEE. I look at it first and foremost as digital identity. 
And that's recognizing that, you know, you have this online persona, whether you like it or not, that online persona is as close to who you are and what you are and what you stand for, you know, um, as you make it. Um, I personally, you know, am who I am, you know, and who I am online is exactly who I am offline because I'm one of those people who are a what you see is what you get kind of person. When I show up at work, I'm who I am. If you see me outside of work, I am who I am. Now, of course, there's certain things that I may not talk about at work. You know, uh, there's certain things I may talk about in my private life. But for the most part, I am who I am. And you won't notice a difference in that, which leads, you know, you to kind of thinking about your identity translates online and offline. And they both reflect one another, which makes it extremely important for you to manage your footprint, know how to manage your footprint. It impacts your job viability, your ability to move up. And it also makes sure that you think about the um, importance of having a personal brand. How do you control who you are, what you are, and how do you control how others see you and talk about you and think about you when you're not in the room? I also look at it as use. How much are we online? Are we Do we have healthy habits online? All right. Are we spending too much time online? You know, are we using online activities to our detriment? You know, um, are we safe and secure online? Are we, you know, protecting our personally identifiable information? Are we sharing our personally identifiable information or other types of information with characters that are using it to our disadvantage and maybe using it against us? Emotional intelligence. Um, how are we regulating our emotions, controlling our emotions, managing our emotions, but recognizing when the emotions of others are in overdrive? And how do we recognize how to how to diffuse them or maybe how to walk away? Recognizing that, you know, um, how we react now, how does that play out in a week? in five weeks, in five years. Uh, digital communication. So how are we um, communicating online, whether it's through means like this with one another that then goes out to the world? You know, how are we using social media to collaborate and communicate with others? How do we use other online platforms? You know, how do we, um, you know, uh, create content that goes out to the world? Again, using it for good as opposed to you know, to nefarious um, uh, activities. Um, digital literacy. I don't believe everyone should be an engineer. I don't believe everyone should be a data scientist. However, we should all understand the basic building blocks of what computer science is all about. What is AI all about? So that if I stop you on the street one day or I'm in an elevator with you one day and we get stuck in that elevator and I say, hey, what did you learn about computer science? You can at least tell me what the heck computer science is. Even if you don't know how to code, even if you have no idea how to build a mobile application or an IoT device. And then lastly, rights. What are our rights online? Either that, you know, um, either that being, you know, free speech, the ability to communicate our views. And then, you know, lastly, if we create something, you know, how do we have the right to protect our intellectual property? So when I think about education, I um, I go straight to there. Naturally, that's not only it. It's also about, you know, um, those, you know, softer skills or what I call habitudes, 
And then lastly, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, we all need to think like an entrepreneur. We all need to think about the business that we're working in, acting as if it's our own, protecting it as if it's our own. I, I, ooh, they're super answers. I, Antonio, do you want to come back to that? Because, I mean, it sparks off some thoughts in my head. Because, uh, no, I think... Uh, I think the, the, I, I do believe that the, the outcome of what you just said is also that you, as an individual, uh, you you need to take uh, some ownership of your knowledge, uh, and in order in order to in, to look at the world uh, in a kind of independent way, you know, and use the resources, use the education, then you are able to step back and and create your own, your own vision and make your your, your own independent. Uh, ways of, of, of observe, observing what is around you that will help you because sometimes it's important to to acknowledge that uh, people are uh, through you know sometimes to big tech are are put into tunnels of knowledge uh, that what they want you to be and I think it's particularly important for people to to step back you know, uh, uh, look at the skills and and I particularly like the, the way how you were, you know, the different angles that you were, that you were, were bringing. I love that you said one yeah. thing. Yeah. I love that you said one thing. You said something about how you, you get put into, like, um, how I translate that, get put into a box or a sandbox. Yeah. Um, I have this, this uh, uh, I have this word, this phrase that I always use whenever I present. And whenever anyone asks me, tell me about Melissa Sassy, who's Melissa Sassy. And, you know, there's a lot of things that I say, but one of the things that I say is kind of like my motto. And I have two kind of mottos and two phrases. One is be an and and not an or. And I got that from my friend Donna Sucker, who is the chief accessibility or chief technology officer for the accessibility team at Microsoft. And um, she's also an entrepreneur. And Donna always says, be an and and not an or. And what that means is being all of the many things that you bring to the table and never feel like you need to be put into a box. So one good example of how I do that is I'm an entrepreneur. I got my own business. I got my own side shimmy. And I am not going to, I'm I'm unapologetically me, right? The other piece is I'm an innovator. I'm an entrepreneur inside of big tech. So I'm both an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm, you know, a writer, I'm a speaker, I'm a, you know, I'm a volunteer, you know, I, I'm not like this mold, um, at, in IBM terms, they called me a wild duck. Um, and then the other kind of phrase that I use is ma- about making the impossible possible. Um, you know, I'm a reformed perfectionist. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've con- I commonly kind of looked lately at this thing around sometimes good is good enough. And I'm not going to nail everything. I'm not going to make everything as perfect as I want to be, but I'm no longer going to be disappointed when I don't achieve perfection because sometimes good is good yeah. enough. Um, and I'm thankful that my, yeah. Right. Cause before, before my thread gets lost, cause you're giving me some rich things here. So um, firstly, yeah, I fully agree with you about entrepreneurship because because both Antonio and I are both entrepreneurial outside of work. We're not we and, and and people forget that entrepreneurship doesn't necessarily being successful in entrepreneurship is not all about money. It's about what you want, getting the desired outcomes, right? Um, because I've I've set up initiatives outside of work that, that is, they're they're successful. Access Chat is successful, but we're not about money. 
right? We're not, we're, the, the aim of this uh, is awareness, is connecting people, right? So um, in that respect, we, we've achieved our aims. We, we need money to be sustainable. And thank you, Barclays Access, Microlink, and uh, MyClearText for you know keeping it on the air and all of that kind of stuff. But it's not paying our mortgages, keeping roofs over our heads, because we have day jobs for that, and I'm, we're entrepreneurial doing stuff across silos and all the rest of it. So, so there's a lot of similarities between what you're, what you're doing and what you're encouraging and what I'm doing. The other thing is, when I did my MBA, the light bulb moment for me was satisficing. It's like the concept of, actually, you don't have to be perfect, right? Uh, it's you know, do enough to, to, to be good enough, uh, and really, you know, put your efforts into the things that really matter. Don't be, you know, something that's not that important. Who cares if it's perfect if it's good enough? So, so it, it's it's about balancing those efforts and everything else. So, so yeah, absolutely. Um, how did we not? How did we not bring her on before? Yeah. My gosh, she has got to come back on again. And I'm so glad that you're all going to work together more too. Cause I, as an entrepreneur signed up for your thing in the background. Uh, so. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, there's lots more stuff to sign up for. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh, we yeah. really appreciate you. Thank you for being on access chat. Yeah. So, 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 I mean, we've, oh gosh, we could talk for a lot longer. Um, we're at the end of our half hour already. Um, so I'm really looking forward to our Twitter chat. I'm sure it's going to be really engaging. Um, can't wait, actually. So, um, Minister Sassy, thank you so much. Um, and also, I'll just say, right. she works with JD, who gets very involved with Access Chat, too, with cybersecurity. Yeah. So, we'll just say say some love to JD. So, yeah. thank you, Melissa. All right, super. Well, thank you all for, thank you all for having me. Um, you know, you can find me on Mentor Africa with a K in Twitter um, for anyone who's following along and would like to, um, would like to chat about anything that you know, I've mentioned or would like to just stay engaged. So thank you very much for having me. It's appreciated and I look forward to future collaboration. Oh, super. Thank you so much.